From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Monday, December 28th. Back in the spring, the producers of the Post podcast All Told put together a series of audio diaries. They brought listeners inside different people's experiences of the pandemic. One of those diaries was from Jacob May. In late April, a dam in Midland, Michigan, failed massively. It left an entire community literally underwater during the pandemic. At the time, Jacob was a high school senior. He saw the devastation ravage his hometown. Today, we're re-airing Jacob's audio diary and a follow-up interview to see how he's doing now. This is All Told from The Washington Post. In this episode, we appear into the life of Jacob May. He's 17, and he's finishing his last days of high school from home. He lives in Michigan, goes to Midland High. And the city of Midland is a small city. It's about 42,000 people, surrounded by lakes, rivers, and dams. Jacob wrote a story about the problems with one of these dams last year for his school newspaper. Now he's set to go to Michigan State to study journalism in the fall. But in order to do that, he needs to keep earning money pushing carts at Meyer, a regional grocery chain. Jacob shared recordings with the Post from April 25th through May 23rd. During this time, a dam failure would put Midland in the national spotlight, leaving Jacob's community literally underwater in the thick of the coronavirus pandemic. Here's Jacob, in his own words. All right. Yep, heading out. Yep, see ya. Alright. Just putting my shoes on and walking out the door here. Just uh, go say bye to the rest of the family. <laughs> Alright, I'm heading out to work. Alright, have a good day. Yep, see ya. Yep. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And now to work. What? Going to work? Yeah, I'm going to work. Right. See ya. You too. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Got your mask? Yeah, it's in my van. So. Okay. Or I'll get a cloth one from work. If Something. It's, yeah. Yeah, because it's mandatory now. Yeah. So. All right. See ya. See ya. So I don't know if you noticed there, but there's a lot of music <laughs> going on inside. Uh, my dad was listening to his own music, and then outside they were listening to something else. That's just kind of one way that we've uh, found to cope. It just sucks that I have to I have to be in this situation anyways. And you know, it's like, why? Why am I working in the first place? Well, I need to... I need to save for college and I and I want to give myself a, a good financial base you know my parents were raised in a system that didn't teach them the importance of saving so I don't have a college savings plan from them and you know they, it's just unfortunate so I can't really take the opportunity 
to, to take this time off. I don't have that luxury. All right, it's 3.25 on Friday, April 4th, or April 24th, sorry. And I just got, I just pulled into the parking lot at Meyer. Governor Whitmer had an announcement today extending the, the quarantine um, and like the stay, stay home, stay safe order until May 15th. And she advised, she said that it's absolutely necessary that we have to wear a mask. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But I'm supposed to clock in in, I think, four minutes now. So we might as well go do that. All right. So now I'm punching in. There we go. And now, for the most fun part of my day, I walk upstairs and we have a health screening. If I don't pass that, I assume I don't get to work. <laughs> Do you have any new or unusual symptoms at all? Uh, no. Have you traveled in the last 14 days? I have not. And have you come in contact with a positive test result? I have not. All right. 98.9, you're all set. Okay, great. So the main part of my job is that I collect carts uh, every day. So I just walk around the lot all day and I get big rows of them to push in into a cart garage where the greeters are cleaning them, sanitizing them down with wipes. But yeah, I have to, I have to touch everyone's carts. <laughs> But I wear gloves, and as soon as I get home, those get washed. And I wouldn't really say Meyer is my ideal job right now. I don't, I don't enjoy pushing carts, but I, I have to do what I got to do to make money right now. And I'm really fortunate to have come upon uh, that opportunity. So I guess I'm thankful for that. And they just extended our our hero pay, our extra $2 an hour, until June 20th. So that's a, another nice incentive to stay. So. But right now, I'm pulling into my driveway. And you can see my senior 2020 sign blue and yellow for my school. But, so, what happens when I get home is that immediately when I go in, I go to my room and I strip down all my clothes and I throw them right in the wash because we don't want to take any risk of bringing home the virus and giving that to everyone uh my mom my my dad uh, especially my dad because he's a little bit at more of a higher risk because he has pre-existing conditions um like copd <clears throat> copd is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease 
It's a chronic condition where a person often has inflamed airways and ruptured air sacs in the lungs, making it hard to breathe. So it's, it's kind of tough because we've got two essential workers living in a house with someone who has pre-existing conditions, and that's just kind of scary. and into the wash it goes. It's 1.25 uh, in the morning on May 19th. And we just got a bunch of alerts about a nearby like a small city their dam is going through a failure right now basically the entire city is being told to evacuate the thing that's really interesting to me is that they're all evacuating to the local high school and to me that raises the question of how are they gonna stay distanced and safe in the midst of a pandemic the people well there it's a dam failure so and the people that built the dam were under fire last year last summer um because a local a local lake wixom lake was essentially drained because the dam wasn't up to code and so i'm wondering if this has any connection with that failure one of my friends has connections to the to a local policeman and he's saying that that everyone ha basically has a half hour to get out of the area um and i've been listening to a police scanner as well but i haven't really gotten much from that but there's not anything anyone can do about it so i guess just go to bed and see how it, everything pans out in the morning all right it's 11:46 on may 19th and uh, i just got back from a run but I woke up this morning uh, just to get an update on the whole situation over uh, in that nearby town where all the flooding was happening and they had to evacuate and it didn't sound like the dams had been breached yet so um, I just decided to go on with my day wake up have a cup of coffee, make breakfast. I'm over back at my friend uh, Ben's house, and today we're gonna go to Krispy Kreme for a free dozen donuts, because they're doing that for uh, 2020 grads. But 
The kicker is that the nearest Krispy Kreme is over an hour away. <laughs> but I mean, not much else to do right now, especially with everything closed. So this is just kind of a little bit of fun light. <laughs> Might as well. I was like, how far back were you when you started or whatever? And Riley thought she was like giving us road directions, but she was not. And Riley was just like, nah, screw that. And he just walks away, dude. She was mad too, I'm like, bro. Yeah, dude, she was mad disappointed. She was like, oh. I was like, Riley, what are you doing, man? Dude, what's she thick? <laughs> she's sitting in the car. Dude. You boys can't be talking to the ladies without me. We're going back out, man. (laughs) So it's 8.45 on May 19th. Um, I'm here with Ben. Say hi, Ben. Hello, everybody. Um, And we were still waiting in line for those uh, donuts, but... We had to end up leaving because more dams in our hometown are flooding and breaking, literally breaking. And now we're concerned that we're not even going to be able to get back into the city. Right. So one of our friends who we drove us here, he lives like on the outskirts and we know we'll be able to get to his house. But we're not sure if we'll be able to get back to uh, where we're going to stay tonight. Mm-hmm. So, I, oh. And... I mean, I'm just really concerned about work because I need to be working. And also, just how are all of these, how is all this flooding and all of these evacuations going to impact the, the whole stay home order and, you know, being safe with the coronavirus because they have sanctuary set up at like our schools. So all these people are now to really close quarters. So they're just going to be coming into contact with more people. So. That's that's a big concern too. But so this sucks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben was just saying that this is the first time that he's felt completely defeated. <laughs> yeah, I mean this year has been hard and coronavirus has affected me like not as much as it has a lot of people, but I mean this it just keeps on coming and it's it's tough. It really is. Yeah. It's 1.35 on May 20th, and me and my friends just got back into our hometown uh, in Midland, and I came down to the to our downtown area where everything is flooded um, just to scope out the situation. And looking at it right now, it's just hard to describe. It's completely underwater. There are whole trees underwater right now. And the whole community, just the way that they're reacting... I mean, right next to me, there's a guy flying a drone to look at, you know, to look over the water and families are gathered around to just look at it because it's a scene that you don't see every day. I mean, we get yearly floods, but it's usually nothing like this. And there's cops blocking off the bridge. Yeah, our governor is is at my high school right now giving a, an address to, to, our, to our town. inspiration here in this building is you talk to the incredible volunteers and people of the Midland community. 
So experts are describing this as a 500-year event. It's going to have a major impact on this community and on our state. And Midland is trending on Twitter, and Donald Trump is tweeting about us, which is just insane. Big problem with uh, dams breaking. You saw that. It's a big, big problem. And uh, so we've sent the uh, FEMA and the Army Corps of Engineers out, and they're very good at dams. They're probably better at dams than anybody you can think of, right? The Army Corps of Engineers, they've done a fantastic job all over. It's just insane to see where paved streets and parking lots used to be, trees, a nice big green lush field. It's completely drowned. So it's 10.23 on May 21st, and given the circumstances of the flood uh, in Midland, I'm going to go to Midland High, which is my school, and it's currently a shelter for all the, all the displaced people in our city. Um, I'm gonna go there and volunteer. And right now I'm here with my dad, who is at an especially higher risk for, of uh, having severe effects of the coronavirus because of his COPD. Um, but why do you think it's important for me to still go um, volunteer right now? because the people in our community need um, everybody's help. Mm -hmm. And even though we're not financially secure, um, we do have a little bit of extra money that we can donate to help the people. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the way I feel about the, about the, the whole uh, flood and the COVID mm -hmm. situation is everybody needs to help each other and stay safe. Yeah. And I mean, especially this community has done a lot for me, too. Like, thinking about it, you know? Yep. It's just a great place to live, so. It is, and we have good people here. Mm-hmm. Um, well. I'll be, I'll probably be back, I don't know when. I just pulled into the parking lot, and I'm going to get out of my car, and... I'm not really sure what, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do, but I'm going to try to figure it out. And I'm walking through the gym where we have beds set up, cots, and there are people hanging on them and everything. And, and there are about 30 residents living here right now. Hey Ryan, how's it going? I'm doing well. So what is? Yeah, I just got here. This is my first time here too. I mean, since you're here, uh, might as well ask you some questions. Because you're our class of 2020 class president. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have a big role uh, in the school and everything. Um, you're here now, which is a good testament to you. <laughs> um, how do you think like? I mean, you've seen a lot of people here, a lot of volunteers, too. How do you think that reflects on our class? Um, I mean, I, I kind of hate to say it, but, like, we kind of know how it feels to lose, you know, stuff that's important to you, like losing graduation, losing, you know, uh, you know the fun memories with your friends. And uh, 
I mean, these people that are losing their homes, they're losing cars, they're losing everything. Like, we, our loss isn't even close to compared to them. Yeah. But, I mean, we've kind of felt pain losing, you know, what we were supposed to have. So, I mean, we might as well take our time to go and help the people that have already lost so much. Yeah. All right, so it's 5:21 on May 22nd. Uh, I'm here with my mom, and today was supposed to be the day that I well, it was supposed to be my last day of school, but I'm not in school right now, so kind of. So today you graduated. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> last day of school. Yeah. Forever, except for well, college. Well, yeah, until the fall. Yeah, college. <laughs> well, hopefully be great. for the fall. So what do, you, what do you think about that <clears throat> as far as college? Well, I mean, hopefully I'll be able to go back. I don't know. I don't Online, know. Online, are you okay with that if necessary? Well, I don't really want it to be online, but if it is, I mean, there's not really many things I can do. Well, I mean, the only thing I, that I could do is defer for a semester. But, like, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. A couple of friends, like me, Ben... And Riley and Aiden were talking about if we do have online school in the fall, well, maybe we would just all, like, move in together down in Ben's cottage or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, it's an option. Yeah. As long as you do schooling. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure we right. would. I we're all you, four, would. four responsible, smart kids Definitely. going to MSU in Michigan State. Or re- MSU really and not, U of M. Really <laughs> not too yeah. about that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... And work, you're going to work while you're there, obviously, wherever yeah. you're at. Yeah, well, right. either here or right. wherever I am, yeah. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> My baby going to college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the first yeah. one. I know. It's, it's just really exciting for me, and I'm excited to see what's going to come about and what you're going to call me and tell me about, you mm-hmm. know? Things like that, or shoot me a message, and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I got to see this today, or yeah, got to do that, or mm-hmm. things that we didn't get to experience, you know. Yeah. Somewhat keep me in the loop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And then, well, what about everything going on right now in in Midland? Uh, well, it's a big sigh for me just because yeah. you know it is hard, mm-hmm. and I'm born and raised here in Midland and never seen such a catastrophe in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, one major flood before this in my lifetime, but well, it was 1986. 86. And then there was well, 2017 was really bad too. Uh, yeah, but was that the second was worst nothing one. comparable to 86. And then there was this that was. Well, this is the first. Way 1986 over. is the second. 2017 is the third. Yeah. And we've seen two of the most of those three happen in the past three years, which is crazy. It is very crazy, and it wiped out all of Sanford. Yeah. I mean, business is just wiped out. You know, my friend Pam's Pizza Place, gone. Mm-hmm. All them nice restaurants down there, but they were very old buildings mm-hmm. and an old community. Yeah. Hopefully they just keep pulling together and can rebuild or do something, maybe just make the town better than what it was. Yeah. That's all we can pray for. Yep. So 
So it's May 22nd at 9 p.m. And I'm here with Andrew High. He's another volunteer. So, um, and there wasn't a whole lot to do uh, right when we got here, but we've taken down beds. Um, right now, a family just came in. Um, one of the ladies that's here is pregnant and she's also diabetic. Um, she lived in Sanford, which was really devastated, but she's here now, so that's good. And we're making up a room for them. So we just carried cots, uh, sheets, pillows, blankets, the whole shebang, mattresses. So they can have a place to stay, so that's good. It, it, I mean, it feels good to help actually you know, see people and help them out. Um, All right, what do we need? We need pillowcases and fitted sheets. What is this? It's a pillowcase. Yep, yep. So we'll get two of these. And fitted sheets. Oh, man. I'll be back tomorrow morning, bright and early. Uh, I'm gonna get to the school at 7 a.m., help out as much as I can until nine, because at nine o'clock, we have a crew. It, well, it's actually just this, it's gonna be a huge group of people apparently, and we're gonna split up into different groups and we're gonna go out in the community and help people that have been impacted by the flood, like go into their homes. Uh, Sorry, that last recording got cut off because I got an emergency alert. After that, I'll be going to work. Um, and then coming home so I can sleep. <laughs> but for now, just cleaning off my bed so I can get ready to go to bed because I'm tired. So it's May 23rd uh, at 11.39, and I'm with uh, three other people, uh, friends. I've got Hannah here, and Misa, and Ben, and we're going around to houses that were in the flood zone, and we're helping cleaning out their basements, uh, anything that we can do. And we just got finished with two houses. Um, do you have a trash? A trash can? I don't. Well, you just... Just stick it in the side. Like here? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're just we're just going through. Uh, the water that's in the basements isn't just like rain or like lake water or whatever <laughs> from like the flood. Sewer. Yeah, it it's came up disgusting. from the sewers. And also, we're wearing our face masks. It's just um, pretty devastating for all these people. I mean, the neighbor of the people that we just helped out so devastated she can't even like go into her house and won't even accept help because it's so hard to go through everything that she's lost mm -hmm. yeah she they're... said she grabbed like a bunch of like old tapes from her childhood from her parents house mm -hmm. and now they're just gone yeah 
there there literally can't be enough help and yeah we're in midland which is getting a lot of tension but like on the outskirts of like sanford and wixom lake like it's just like completely demolished mm -hmm. and right now we're um just in my car on just parked on the side of the road uh and there's cars lining up and down the street uh for help like it's it's hard to find a spot that's not covered with junk <laughs> so but for now we're just gonna go up go on to the next house and see what's up there To a certain extent, I feel bad that I don't, I'm just stuck because I don't want to leave my community just stranded right now when they do so much and this is my chance to help them. But to do that, I have to put myself at risk of getting COVID-19 and by doing that, I'm putting my father at risk. But <sighs> so it's 9:05 on May 23rd, and I'm sitting in our downtown area on the bank of the river that just two or three days ago devastated my hometown and and the water is basically back to normal it's still a little high but there's trash in the trees there's trash all over the place actually carried up by the floods I'm going to Michigan State and I plan on pursuing a major in journalism, which I think that this whole scenario has only uh, kind of cemented that that passion even more because what I see in this time is that everyone has a story and I mean, you're listening to mine right now. I think that it's really important to tell these stories and not only to, to have them told, but to have someone listen to them. Thanks to Jacob for sharing his recordings that were condensed and produced by me, Bishop Sand. The episode was edited by Lillian Cunningham and Ariel Plotnick. Want to tell us about your life during the crisis? Go to WashingtonPost.com slash podcasts for more information on how to get in touch.
Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. And now, an update about Jacob May. Producer Ariel Plotnick gave Jacob a call to hear how he's doing. So when we last heard from you, you were finishing up high school in the midst of the pandemic, and there was a major dam failure in your town. Uh, Where are you now? I have moved away from my hometown, actually, about an hour and a half away, downstate in Michigan. I have been working as a student journalist for the State News, which is an independent newspaper that covers Michigan State University. The dam failure and the flood were a huge part of your audio diary. The water came fast and furious. A pair of dams in central Michigan failing, sending water gushing into homes and businesses. Buildings ripped from their foundations and floating away, forcing families who had been practicing social distancing to leave their homes. How do you think the flood affected your town? During that flood, I really saw it as an opportunity to give back to my community because I've never seen it in distress in the way it was at that time. Just seeing that it wasn't just me that felt this way and that the entire community pulled together. It really made me feel hopeful. Overall, our community is extremely fortunate. We're not a poor community. So, I mean, we have a lot of help and we're fortunate to have a lot of nonprofits in the area as well that really brought us all together. A lot of people in our community have the power to aid through monetary devices, so which is awesome. But there were other communities that were also impacted. Uh, The village of Sanford, it was devastated. Their whole, you know, economic center was obliterated. Uh, I don't think that they've recovered from that. And I think it's still really early. This flood happened less than a year ago. And I think that a more long-term recovery plan is is definitely in the works. Back in May, you were working a frontline job at a grocery store. Are you still working a frontline job? Since I left Midland, I, I have not been working that job. I've been doing the state news. But unfortunately, that's not a stable pay or anything. So I actually just started applying to jobs all over. It's hard just because right now in Michigan, things have been more or less shut down again. Um, but fortunately, I have an interview at Kroger, which is very similar to my other job where I was working at Meyer. Uh, it's another grocery store. Oftentimes you see retail workers, minimum wage workers that do services. They're not really valued that much, but during the pandemic, we saw that we need them. We rely on them so heavily. And it's just kind of crazy reflecting on it just because you see that people want our economy to remain open, but at the same time, they're not willing to shut down. I mean, it was hard because especially my dad who has uh, pre-existing conditions that make COVID-19 a lot worse for him than it might be for anyone else. But I think taking those necessary precautions that have been voiced since the beginning of you know wear a mask and just maintain social distancing. I mean, I was able to do that during that time. Since the flood, Midland and neighboring counties are trying to rebuild the dam. But how is Midland dealing with the pandemic right now? I would describe things as kind of tense just because things started to get 
more relaxed, I'd say, around COVID-19, but the threat was still very real. I mean, it's still been the same, the same message since the beginning of the pandemic of things are bad. If, if you don't take the precautions now, it's going to have a real life impact in the end. Jacob May is a college student at Michigan State University. The dam that broke in Midland back in May is still being repaired. That's it for today's episode of Post Reports. Thanks for listening. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. Thank you.